Apocalypse Then by Tony Demai. Peter, there you are. Thanks for coming up. Your call sounded quite urgent. Everything all right? Well, actually, no. I wanted to see you because I've been getting a lot of complaints about one of our departments. Really? Which department? Apocalypse. Apocalypse? But that's one of our best. What's wrong? Loads of complaints about the four horsemen. Well, I have to say, I'm really surprised. All four horsemen have had millennia of training for their roles, and I thought they'd hit the ground running. I thought they were doing a cracking job. Hmm. They're very enthusiastic. I mean, you only have to take a quick glance down there to see they have war, famine, pestilence and death off to a fine art. Yes, Peter. I don't doubt their enthusiasm, but... But... I'm getting lots of complaints that they're not even handed. These are just the recorded complaints about famine from Africa. Complaining seems a bit harsh. Famine is excellent at his job. He's inflicted starvation on millions. I know. That's what we trained him for. But don't you think he's a bit... Well, a bit patchy. Patchy? Yes. I'll grant you he's got people undernourished in their millions in Africa. But look at America. I'm sure there are people starving there too. Some, yes, but not the overwhelming majority. Have you seen the size of a Big Mac? I'll be honest with you, Peter. I've always prided myself on the company being right up there when it comes to equality. But the starvation does seem to be concentrated in some places when in others they're pigging out and waddling through their obesity. Ah, but we do have our cross-fertilisation policy. What? Each of the four horsemen's work complements the others. So, for example, where a famine can't get them, a death will step in and take people out with high cholesterol or high blood pressure or, or diabetes. Wait, so you're saying... We have a deliberate strategy to starve some people 
and kill others by overfeeding. Yes, although Pestilence does his stuff as well. Well, he seems a bit random too. There's half a million dying from a disease like malaria, and then billions who never contract it. Ah, now, we did see that our market cover wasn't great there, so Pestilence has been working on some new diseases recently, and I think it's worth noting that it's not in his contract to kill everyone, only to make them ill. Well, I can see that war is already doing more than enough on the killing people front. Well, he is a very good worker. Switzerland. Sorry? Switzerland is an example of somewhere that never has a war. But then if you look at somewhere like Afghanistan... Would you like a war in Switzerland? You only have to say the word. No, I don't want a war in Switzerland. I'm just asking why we never have wars in some parts and we're always having them in others. War is doing his best. Uh, But if you want more conflict across the globe, you you need more horsemen. Uh, Don't forget, we tried world wars twice and and they just weren't sustainable. So, are you saying that four horsemen of the apocalypse is not enough? The original business plan never envisaged a a population of getting on for eight billion. There's only so much suffering to go around. Peter, I'd like us to look at things being a bit more equitable. In what way? Well, for example, why does all the war have to be in the Middle East? It's not all there. Predominantly it is. And why does starvation and the worst disease have to be concentrated on the Southern Hemisphere? Is it? Yes, as is poverty which means a shorter lifespan, so the same people are getting more attention from death. Well, when you put it that way, I suppose that we should possibly... These people have a right to complain. So, what would you like us to do? I want things evened out, Peter. All our customers should have the same quality of service. But there's a significant majority down there that have enough money to to insulate themselves from famine and pestilence. It it doesn't matter how hard those two work, they they just can't make much impact. But you said the four horsemen were engaged in cross... cross... Uh, Cross fertilisation, they are. Uh, But war and death can't make much of an inroad with the wealthy either. Why not? Well, the wealthy tend to have all the resources... That means they're able to shift armed conflicts elsewhere and and keep death at a distance. Well, at least for longer than the poor. I can't believe this. I always imagined we'd trigger the apocalypse pretty straightforwardly. End of days and all that for everyone. Now you're telling me if you live in a wealthy part of the world, you're pretty much okay. I suppose so, yes. Hang on a minute. If the majority are wealthy... How come they don't share their excess with those who aren't? That's not how they roll. They don't share their food with the hungry? No. They don't share their medicines with the sick? No. They don't use their power and influence to stop armed conflicts? Not really. And they don't die as early as the unfortunates? In the main... 
No. Why wasn't I told about this? Well, um, I... What? Well, to, to be honest, we all thought you'd lost interest. Lost interest? They really haven't turned out how you'd hoped. We thought you'd given up on them and decided to work on a far less ambitious project. Really? And humanity? Do they think I gave up on them? Not all of them, but... Um... Uh, but most of them. I see. You're upset. I had no idea it had got so bad down there. And now I find that we're making things worse by setting the four horsemen on the weakest. There's only so much desolation they can spread. Call them off. What? Call them back. Get war, famine, pestilence and death back here now and tell them the apocalypse is off. But, but what about the end of the world? Cancel it. They're not a good lot down there. I can see that. So what will we do instead? Bring about some equality, Peter. But how? There's a huge gulf between the haves and have-nots. I'll tell you exactly how. We're going to change the climate. <laughs> I think they're doing a pretty good job of that themselves. <laughs> I know. But we'll exacerbate it. We'll give them droughts and storms and floods and tsunamis. They can all have some. And we'll divide them in their own lands. They can still have their regional conflicts. But they can start dealing with an enemy within. Oh, Oh, wow. We'll throw in some food shortages as well, for the richer. Goodness. And they can all learn to deal with disease. Not just the poor, not just the third world. We're going to teach the rich that they are as vulnerable as the poor. And we're going to teach the poor that they won't be carrying the world suffering alone. I'm not sure it will change them. You might be right. But it's worth a try. Maybe they'll start to look after each other and see that success and disaster should be shared in equal measures. Well, I'll get right on it. I'll speak to our natural disasters people right away and I'll get some societal division organised as, as soon as possible. Thank you, Peter. Um, what if a fresh start doesn't change them? Then it really will be end of days. But it won't be us that brings it about. It'll be their own doing. And the four horsemen of the apocalypse? Tell them they can take a break. And then they'll be sent for retraining. Oh. To do what? Well, if the human race sorts itself out, we might just redeploy them. On peace. Nutrition. Health and... <laughs> Life. Oh. <laughs> Attention, please, all personnel. The plague of locusts scheduled for tomorrow has been postponed indefinitely. Please return locust to stores as soon as possible.
There will be an emergency meeting to introduce changes to the Natural Disasters Programme, starting in 10 minutes in forward planning. All involved are asked to attend. Calling the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Please report to Staff Relations for information about the new retraining programme. Thank you. Apocalypse Then was written by Tony Demai. The chief executive was played by Amanda Ashby, Peter by Wanda Brielle, and other parts by Jilly Rogers and Sadie Walker. Sound production was by John Paris, and the director was Louise Wildman. This was an Ilkley Playhouse production. <laughs>